0: Welcome to the JACCP podcast. My name is John Dallin. I'm a professor of pharmacy at Northeastern University and a research scientist in the Pulmonary Care Division at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about an editorial published in 2022 in JACCP titled The Endurance of Medication Overload rethinking the medication review process. I'd like to acknowledge the co-authors of this editorial, Dr. James McCormick from the University of British Columbia and Shannon Brownlee and Judith Garber from the Lownd Foundation here in Boston. Medications can be very useful tools for clinicians to help treat, prevent, and even cure illness, but they can also cause harm, especially when used appropriately. In a recent report, Medication Overload: America's Other Drug Problem. The Lown Institute, a nonprofit institution, found that polypharmacy among Americans aged 65 years and older has increased substantially over the past decades, and with it, the rate of adverse drug events. In the past 20 years, the proportion of older adults taking five or more prescription medications has tripled. When over-the-counter drugs and supplements are included, 67% of older adults are taking at least five medications. The rate of emergency department visits and hospitalizations for adverse events in older adults nearly doubled from 2006 to 2014. Last year alone, more than 280,000 older adults were hospitalized for a serious adverse drug event. And another 4.5 million older adults sought care in a doctor's office or emergency room. These findings, like represent just the tip of the medication overload iceberg. Because of their expertise in medication use, pharmacists seem to be uniquely positioned to help the healthcare system address medication overload. Yet, medication overload remains a significant problem despite the widespread implementation of medication reconciliation and medication therapy management, or MTM, two large initiatives that often involve pharmacists. Medication Reconciliation, or MEDREC, a process of documenting a complete and accurate list of patients' medications and identifying potential medication errors at care transitions, become necessary for hospital accreditation in the mid-2000s. MTM also came on board in the mid-2000s and is now provided by Medicare Part D to certain eligible patient. MTM includes a systematic and interactive medication review to identify, prioritize, and solve medication-related problems and is usually conducted by a pharmacist. What impact have these two medication review processes had on medication use? There is some evidence to show that medication-led reviews of patient medications help reduce medication discrepancies and improve patient adherence. However, MedRec has not been shown to reduce ADEs or prevent readmissions after transitions of care. MTM, while more comprehensive than MedRec, has also not been shown to reduce ADEs or improve overall mortality. In studies of these and other types of medication review, researchers find that deprescribing is uncommon, and patients are often put on more educa- medications, not fewer after the review. Time is obviously an important factor in the failure of most medication reviews to reduce inappropriate medication use. For clinicians who are perpetually strapped for time, the process of medication reconciliation has become more of a checkbox requirement to document current medications rather than a rigorous method to determine medication safety and appropriateness. However, the large problem is that neither MedRec nor MTMs are explicitly focused when necessary on reducing medication overload. Even when pharmacists or other clinicians conduct a comprehensive medication review, they are not necessarily looking at the medication list with an eye to deprescribing. Pharmacists, and in fact, most healthcare providers, are trained to think about making sure their patients are taking all of the medications that clinical practice guidelines recommend for a patient's particular medical condition. Far less attention is paid to the question of whether or not these medications are truly necessary, will they improve patients' quality of life, or do they reflect the individual patients' values and preferences. Failing to focus on excess use of medications, or at least consider it, can have the unintended consequence of exacerbating medication overload. Pharmacists certainly are not alone in not attending to the medication overload problem. This problem is reinforced for clinicians by multiple factors in our healthcare system. In addition to a lack of time, clinicians are often not remunerated for addressing medication overload. There is confusion as to who ultimately makes prescribing decisions and many pharmacists lack confidence in their ability to stop medication safely. Clinicians often worry about the risks of worsening a patient's disease when a medication is stopped and the potential for withdrawal symptoms to occur. They also do not want to, quote, rock the boat and go against physician specialist advice. Importantly, clinicians are rarely trained on how to undertake real, shared decision-making around medication use with their patients. This is an essential component of deprescribing safely in a matter that both focuses on patients' values and preferences. Finally, clinical evidence is muddled by pharmaceutical industry influence, and we are all fighting against a culture that pushes a, quote, pill for every ill. Deprescribing has been aptly described by Wallace and colleagues as, quote, swimming against the tide of patient expectations. The medical culture of prescribing and all of the various organizational constraints. The only real incentive to de-prescribe identified by clinicians was the duty to do what was right for the patient. The Lown Institute, which is a nonpartisan think tank based in Boston, has convened a working group of pharmacists, patients, geriatricians, and other healthcare professionals to develop an action plan to reduce medication overload. A critical recommendation of that plan is for current medication review efforts to be transformed into true prescription checkups, where deprescribing efforts are the focus when medication overload is a potential issue. At healthcare sites that already conduct MTM, comprehensive medication reviews should be modified so that deprescribing is brought into sharper focus. MTM should have the stated goal of reducing the burden of medications for older adults, and clinicians must elicit patients' values and preferences when evaluating any medication benefit. This will require not simply just asking, quote, are these medications appropriate for this patient, but also asking, are these medications providing a net benefit to this patient? based on the best available evidence in the patient's stated goals, values, and preferences. For example, handy hypertensive medication that helps the patient's blood pressure reach a clinical target but makes the patient so dizzy that he or she cannot participate in a cherished activity like dancing or yoga probably has failed this test. A statin that reduces the risk of cardiovascular events by 1% to 2% over five years may fail the test if a patient thinks the size of the benefit is not worth the potential side effects, inconvenience, and cost of taking the statin therapy. Implementing true prescription checkups is just one of the many reforms needed to combat medication overload. The Lown Institute's Action Plan will also point to increasing public awareness about medication overload reducing industry influence on clinical studies and advertising, creating clinical guidelines with recommendations geared specifically to older adults, and giving prescribers and other healthcare professionals better training in geriatric patient care. It is clear that mandating medication reconciliation and MTMs has not been enough to improve clinical outcomes in a notable way, and neither is sufficient to reduce medication overload. The Lowne Institute estimates that without immediate action, in the next decade, there will be 4.6 million hospitalizations of older adults for average drug event, 74 million old patient visits, and 150,000 premature deaths. Pharmacists did not create this crisis alone, but they are particularly well-suited to identify medication overload and are well-situated s- to help solve it. By refocusing medication reviews, on patients' goals, values, and preferences, and the best available evidence, with an eye to de-prescribing, pharmacists could play a pivotal role in preventing the harmful effects of medication overload seen in millions of Americans. We hope pharmacists will grasp this opportunity. Thank you very much. I have no conflicts regarding this editorial.